Like a mirage riding on the desert sand, like a vision floating with the desert winds. Knock the secret of the ancient desert lands, you are the keeper of the mystery in your hands. I love this song because of the music. He could be singing about Mickey Mouse, to be perfectly honest. to say in it most welcome back dear listener hope you're enjoying my little extended intro i'd be lying if i claimed i did it for the show but i did go down close to the sahara to marrakesh to record that little audio landscape right there and felt it was uh, fitting for the nomad uh, of course we got you will back from last week so it's a direct continuation of, of that session the Nomad is the crown jewel of Iron Maiden. Speaking about net worth, I mean this. This is a Morelli Harris song. We're going to talk about that. But I mean this should have bumped up Dave's salary a lot more than what he's earning these days. I'm sure he's very comfortable where he is. Uh, but uh, I, I want to add to that. This album, you get a lot of Murray on this. That's one mm-hmm. of the things that I really dig about this record. As a songwriter, you don't get enough of Dave, I don't think. So in this album, you get Brave New World, one of my favorite tracks of the, of the band. You get The Nomad, and you get The Thin Line Between Love and Hate, a very beloved uh, deep cut in our community. Definitely, yeah. There's a lot of Murray here going on, like yeah. half an hour, where he is the principal songwriter. Yes. The Nomad just strikes, right? There's not a slow intro. There's no, my son asks for thyself another kingdom. <sighs> Just have to ask, would you give an arm for Alexander on a future pastor? I'm okay with it not being there. It doesn't have to be there. But uh, as far as the song goes, I really, really like the song. I think I find I like it more than to tame a land, which was like a, a mm-hmm. watershed in our in our tribute band. Like half of the band would prefer to tame a land. Of course, Raymond Deshit Mary is better, obviously. Hello uh, Be the Name is better, obviously. I guess if you start comparing it. It's not the strongest epic, but I love it, and I think I love it for the instrumental bits.
it and I think I love it for the instrumental bits more so than the vocal bits. It's an alignment I tend to have and I tend to forget that others may listen more to the actual song <laughs> yeah. when they listen to music. Definitely the lyrics is the weakest part of Alexander. Uh, but yeah. as a live number, if they do it well, I'm sure even you will enjoy it. Yeah, I will. Of course I will. I mean, I have to enjoy every Maiden song. Yeah. It's not like a walk out. I think you'd enjoy it more than Fear of the Dark. Yeah, I, I would enjoy other people enjoying it. Ah, okay. That's fair. Then, I mean, it's communal stuff. <laughs> that atmosphere, when people realize what's about to happen, that I would really, 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 really love. And I promise you, I would sing in the last bit of chorus. He died of fever in Babylon. I would do that so much. <laughs> That's uh, one of the first things that you and me talked about, actually. Together, exactly. With, yeah. Together with your brother. I had, had yeah. good fun, and I laughed at, I laughed at that when I was a kid. <laughs> it's laughable. <Yeah. laughs> it is laughable. I think I, I I would I wouldn't mind if it did it. I mean, it's like there's there's other stuff I haven't heard that I want to hear more. Uh, but I also I would also love to. I mean, I this will never happen, but it'd be nice when everything is when when all is said and done. They're they're you know they're 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 calling it quits. It'd been fun to have heard as much of the catalog as possible live at least once. Uh, there's stuff they won't play, obviously, but it'd been so in, in the in the in the spirit of wanting to sort of being able to tick it off the list. Yes, I definitely want to hear it. We did our man predictions. Mm -hmm. 2023 so we already kind of predicted what what might happen but i thought just because we're on the subject before we head into nomad we could make our wish list instead yeah. so don't think about any logic here like uh, of course they're going to play wasted years and then we can wait but this is your wish list and instead of five let's just do four songs each which four songs would you prefer on the new set list well uh stranger in a strange land of course uh yep Sea of Madness would qualify. Um, Deja Vu wouldn't be too bad mm, to have, actually. Great. That'd be great. It's a real good, you know, speedy song. I'd love that, too. It's a killer song. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, what would it be, the last one? Um, then I'll just... Can I then take a big one? Of course. Stranger yeah. is a big one, too. So this is just your, yeah, your personal... So I just go with Wasted Years, because I like that song. Yeah. So Wasted, Stranger... Sea of Madness and Deja, Deja Vu. Vu. Yeah. Eric? Yeah. I'd probably say Deja Vu, definitely. Stranger, definitely. Um, I think also, I almost got to go Sea of Madness as well there. Uh, or actually, yeah, I'm going yeah, to go with that. And then I'm going to close it out with I, what I really hope. And all these songs are songs I, will, I, I, I like a lot more than Alexander. And I would probably enjoy hearing live more than Alexander. Uh, Caught somewhere in time. The title track. I want the title track. Caught somewhere. Yeah, in for time me. Is what I want, for so. me, Caught somewhere in time is as an opener. My biggest, like uh, fingers crossed, 
That's mm. one I really want to hear, and I kind of you know fantasized fantasized about hearing that live and thinking it could never ever happen. So that's that's where my stakes are at. And then I would add "Stranger in a Strange Land" because it's an awesome song, and I would add "Deja Vu" because you know if I could choose, that's the only way it's ever going to be played, probably. So then I would go for that, and then I would actually do I would do Alexander then as the fourth. Actually, mm. I would. So that kind of answered your question in a long-winded way. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I like the track. I like the track, and I think it'd be very cool live. So uh, I'd pick those four. Fair enough. But obviously, it's going to be wasted years and having can wait too. So yeah. But my, maybe five songs. So let's see. Let's see. It's exciting stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting time to it's a fun time to be a fan of the moment. Your world was a little less excited initially, but I don't know. You tend to warm up to concepts as you go. But initially, you were like, "How are they going to mix?" And to be fair, Fergal lifted this in our episode too, asking us, "How do you think these '80s songs are going to mix with the modern Maiden tracks?" Because the mm. modern Maiden tracks don't really have a timestamp, whereas the, the summer in time stuff, very much so. So. No, and the fact that it doesn't, I mean, they don't belong together, Senjutsu and Somewhere in Time, it's, they forced Somewhere in Time there, that's a fact, because people have been complaining that it's a forgotten album, and they did the, you know, Somewhere in Time tour, and, and it was kind of overlooked there, so I think it's a, it's a forced decision, that's how, why I don't get the logic, because, uh, yeah, I just don't get the logic. I like the, the the lack of logic. Like I, I can like a wild idea. For me, it was like, oh, they did that, you know, because it's been legacy of the beast for so long. I'm very sick of that now. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course you are. You saw plenty of shows. Great yeah. show, great set list, but please, no more legacy of the beast. At this no, point. no, that I agree with. So it's more interesting with. with the fusion tour. Yeah, the stage was so cool during Somewhere in Time. So that I really want to see again, and I really hope that they embrace that, uh, the inflatable thing that they, you know, basically did during Legacy of the Beast anyways, with the uh, Chinese roofs and stuff like that, so, or Japanese roofs. Oh, yeah. And Legacy was one of the first tours where the special effects looked really good. I mean, I always, yeah. I always liked them, but they were more charming before. Mm. Brave New World is not my favorite record in the catalog, but maybe it is yours, you will. Yeah, absolutely. By far it is. It's even better than Power Slave. And you're not alone. Uh, many, many guests, co-hosts and uh, listeners that have sort of sworn themselves to Brave New World as their favorite record. It's a very strong record. Let's listen to that riff. It's heavy. This is a pattern Nico has never played before. It's so crisp. Mm. It's heavy as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, 
modulation type thing, they change the chord underneath. Theme A, you can call it. Yeah. Also, it's a singing melody. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it has a bit of that Senjutsu thing going on. You know, that they've taken their time, they're doing it epic, and it's kind of, you know, exotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, I wish Senjutsu sounded a bit more like this. This is my magic carpet ride in the desert. I'm guessing uh, to nerd, it's uh, probably Phrygian scale or a Phrygian dominant scale, which they have used before. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, the rhythm is for me the most you know, the mm. inventive part of this. Again, how they just all go in, like you have in rhyme. Just, it's not a similar riff, but the similarity is that it just goes in. There's no like one instrument at a time. There's no deep purple buildup or clean part or um, that uh, comes later. That comes later, yes. And I like that. Yes. You know, when you make long <laughs> songs, you actually have an opportunity to stray away from the formula. Yet, quite often in metal, in heavy metal, traditional heavy metal especially, the long songs tend to have a formula. Mm. Uh, a formula I like, mind you. Mm. It's a good formula, but I like when they stray from it here. Yeah. And Nico is kicking it. It's a lovely sounding snare, isn't it? Very powerful. Also, no chord changes. It's, it's quite like a Lawrence of Arabia. It's a tight rope to walk because you're doing this kind of cultural appropriation, which I like, by the way. So I'm not using it as a as a as a term for something bad here. But that it's kind of what it is, and that's why it can become a bit hokey if it's too much, you know. Like uh, even Power Slave, I love that track. But even that is, you know, walking the same tight rope of uh, of of, of, of yeah. doing that thing, you know, doing the Egyptian thing in that case. Mm -hmm. uh, but that one also has cool rhythm, you know, uh, that drives it. Yeah, in the um, in the chorus, especially exactly. in Power Slave, it's very it's very big and very. Like, and, uh, you know, uh, do you guys want to do lyrics after, or do you think we should do them as we go along? We can. I mean, to me, to be perfectly honest, I mean, it is not because this is. I love this song because of the music. He could be singing about yeah. Mickey Mouse. To be perfectly honest. So this is the big chorus, right? Yeah. And it's so much power from Bruce Hare. Yeah. When he's delivering that. He's continuing the kind of vibe from the sand the dunes. And we go back to the ah ah ah's, right? 
Dave Murray. You can see his mouth going along with this all along. Perfectly round. Yeah. He talks with his mouth when he plays solos. And then you get the pause, which you had earlier in the song too. So it ties back to that. And also the solos come quite early in the song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very few fills. Exactly, exactly. Not typical Nico. He's very respectful of the. But it's a new, it's a new pattern. So he hasn't really learned it. Gonna do the sloppy songs here. This bit that we're going into is um, was my favorite bit of this entire record when I was a kid. Yeah, now we're kind of leaving, leaving the normal waiting. We're leaving, area. we're leaving Earth. Yeah, at this point and we're going into to the best part of Iron Maiden ever. From your podcast, uh, I recall you saying something about this could uh, this being played at your funeral. Absolutely. I mean, just imagine I, if, if if I could be there to witness it all. But I mean. Uh, yeah, what, what's about it? was a nice concept, a, a funeral, in, uh, but with an after party in a normal local pub. Exactly. Right? And, exactly. and playing this, this bit that comes here. It's a very strong bit. Eric, you were about to head on to something there. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a... Uh, well, f- that, 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 your funeral plans sound quite similar to my funeral plans. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I might have to add this to the playlist. Again, I won't necessarily be there to verify if they do it or not, but... Um, but this bit here is just magical. It comes out. It's it's so, um, it's it's not particularly complicated uh, in any stretch of imagination. But just it's just so atmospheric and just like ethereal. Just like it, it's it, it's beautiful. Super smart arrangement with the contra contrapoint there. I like those. Superb melody. Nico still staying out of the way. Not doing too much. That's one, a new realization from today. He's just doing some like cymbal fills, which are really how they do the solos quickly in the beginning, so that this part has no guitar solos. Because even though I'm a guitarist, a guitar solo would have ruined this. It shouldn't be a guitar solo here. And normally this is where where, where it would be, you know, in yeah. the middle, in the lengthened instrumental bit. So I'm very very pleased yeah. how they kind of did three cool solos that fed off each other. And now they're done with that. I mean, they have a lot of playful, funny sides, but this is so serious. It doesn't get more serious than this. You could use this as the background music to the fucking, you know, when the world's war started back on on February 24th. It's kind of like this is this is so this is so serious, and it's yeah, it's, it's no time for laughs when it comes to this. It's like it has an apocalyptic vibe, you know, end of the world vibe to it. Very. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. 
It's so, it's so... They, they have these sort of parts that are in the in epics where they're overwhelmingly sort of beautiful and just work together so well, everything's sort of... And those are often quite complicated, where this is... All the components are pretty simple, if you put it, but put together just, just create this amazing sort of tapestry of apocalyptic magic. Everyone's almost behaving like in a military marching band, because they're doing nothing else than what they're supposed to do here. Yeah, nothing that gets in the way. No, and I really like that, you know, because Nico can sometimes do a fail too many or something like that, but here everyone is like... You better not fucking move. You you stick to what you're supposed to play and don't try anything else. No, no funny business here. And I really, you know, it's it's nice to have that. And it's kind of, it's almost like they were playing with a metronome, I would say. But, but I, I know Maiden's not really famous for playing with the metronomes. But if you do the BPM on this one, I don't think it will drop one single bit at all. I think it will go exactly on the spot. I think you might be right. I think it might be good for arranging for for Bova. Is it Jeff Bova, I think? Jeff Bova. Uh, so I think it might be good for him too, or maybe something he said, that like, if you can try and keep it, mm. uh, you know, steady. Uh, but um, it's not something I thought of, but I think uh, you're right. It's probably very, very even, very steady, but I, I get so lost in this part, so I would never, you know, <laughs> I would never notice if they dropped or, or raised a BPM or something. It's yeah, it's no time to be a rock police right now. No, no, definitely not. I thought I'd actually, you know, analyzed everything there is to this, but, but the fact that what I never even thought about is that it, could this be the only bloody maiden somewhere Nico is not touching his thumbs? I didn't all. hear one. No, I didn't hear one either. And, yeah. This reverberated sound is meant to be inside my thoughts. And shit, it's come to that point now. I've been kind of dreading this moment because uh, doing our duties as Maiden A to Z, we really have to discuss that music theft or whatever you want to call it really, we'll get into that. Directly landing in, you know, that epic uh, melodic part that we were all just gushing over. So um, I'm genuinely worried at this point. Am I gonna destroy you with favorite tune? Yeah, it's no time to be a rock police right now. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, it's no time to be a rock police right now. No, no, definitely not. song Nomad. That little instrumental bit in the middle plagiarizes like shadow note for note. This is the part of the episode, that, this is the only part that I was uh, feeling a bit worried about because it is this musical theft bit and it's your favorite track in the world. So I don't know if I want to show you that. Uh, you can do you, it. I, I mean, I it. gotta show the listener. But you could take off your headphones no, no. or something. But I can take honestly, it to me, it's it to me, it's not a problem. Uh, I've always said, I've said many times in the show, that uh, lending music like that is not a problem for me, really, because it's utilized in a way different track than the original track, and uh, probably from Dave's memory, I would guess. I don't think he went there and, and copied it. But we must listen to "Life Shadow" uh, by Beckett. 
we must. And uh, it's funny, it's also the song with the stolen lyrics for Hello Be The Name, <laughs> same track. That's, that's wild. And it's very nice. Life down there is just a strange illusion. Just remember to be strong. And though you think your life's allowed, there's more space beyond your time confusion. But I mean, these are words. It's not theft. First, this little transition. Actual military. It's cool music. Yeah, military is, orchestra. Yeah. He's doing a proper march role here in the drummer. Yep. Very eccentric music. I like it. So this is the bit. I can already hear it. I choose not to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give my lowdown later on why it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean... We'll let it soak in and we comment after. But there's no that's not there. I feel there's enough going on that's not. I mean, it's sort of in the same vein. I, 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 I get, I get why they could. Someone saw this as actionable, but I still think that it's, uh, it's, it's not the same. Quite the same. I feel.
the, the background is clearly the same and one of the two melodies is clearly the same melody as well. Uh, similar arrangements in parts as well. So, I mean, it's, it's a, I would call it a theft, but then it comes to my attitude towards how you write music and how music works for me personally, not in the hall of justice. But, in, you know, in my mind, how does music work? I think, uh, like, active inspiration is my word sometimes for theft. Uh, active inspiration meaning that um, music travels, right? When you play a song, it goes out in the air. You don't own it in that sense. Again, in the court of law, it's a different rule. But in my world, it goes out in the air and you can be inspired and you can get quite close. It's, it's not a misdemeanor. When I heard this, it didn't make me devalue Nomad at all. So that's my lowdown on it, basically. Uh, it's okay to do this, but it's, uh, uh, it's a fair bit of this is in, is in that Nomad bit. So now you guys can take over. I'm indecisive, I have to be honest with you. It's There are, as you pointed out, very clear similarities. Yeah, but I would say that's a more, a lot more simplified. Because yes. Nico is yes. not playing yes. the snare. Bam, it's more like... Yep. Yeah, that's one thing I forgot to say. They have developed upon it. It's not a carbon copy. They have uh, turned it into something of their own while still, you know, using a fair bit of the ingredients. And that's what I like in music. You know, I like that kind of culture, but that's to each his own, I guess. But for me, I like, you know, samplings and stuff. So this is, so this is then Steve's contribution to Nomad because obviously... Well, he stole A to another song a lot many years earlier, and then he came back to it to, to you know kind of. A, it could be. It well, could be. I mean, they, they, Murray, if there's anything else to steal, Murray was in the lawsuit as well. His name was in there, but uh, that could be because his name is on the track. So um, I wouldn't know really who who got actively inspired by Beckett. And also, I would add the Beckett song is an amazing song. They were also. It was for both. Hallowed be thy name and no yes. manner. Uh, lyrics, hallowed, music, nomad. Ah, kind of. I, I missed this. I don't think bit. they listened to it and nicked it. I think he got a nice melody, a nice groove in it. Be it Steve or be it Dave, and it started developing mm -hmm. from memory, but he didn't know. That's my yeah, guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I think. Yeah. 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 So you're like, ah, oh, I hear this, you know, dum 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 da 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 rup, da da ro, ro. You hear it in your head. You put it down on the guitar. Mm -hmm and into the song. And uh, again, you know, in, for me, in music, I like that. Yeah, there are similarities, and, and yeah, well, theft, yes or no, it's a kind of a, like you said, you put it out there, and then people hear it, and years later, they might be able to kind of figure out a good idea. Uh, I think they settled it twice, too. That was Steve's, Steve's thing. He was a bit like, come on, guys, we already settled this before, and now you're on to this again. Uh, they were friends, yeah. you know. Beckett were, but is in, but in 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 those terms, is anything ever original? Well, this comes down to personal attitude towards music, and again, mine is that you know it's fair, it's fair game in hip hop, for example, to use samples. Like when Kanye West sampled the twenty first century schizoid man, uh, the King Crimson tune. For me, that was not mm. theft, but and that was from the track. No. <laughs> that was audio from the actual track. So this is personal attitude. My personal attitude is that it's. Luften er fri, in a way. Yeah. You know, yeah. And music goes out, you don't own it when the songs go out there. But yeah, that's mine. And how, how, I mean, now, 
I just started in a band just just a couple of months ago. And imagine when you start writing music. Now that basically means that well, there's nothing more to write because if I really would have some kind of robot bot to go through every fucking item on Spotify, it would find something that's very similar. So in that sort of yeah, it, it becomes a, a very sort of interesting discussion here that. Well, then every all the musicians should just go home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I want to hear Eric's, again. but I can tell you what I would do when I write songs to to sort of feel it's new. And it's like you look at the different parts of a part. So you have the dynamic, you have the rhythm, you have the melody. If one of them is stolen, maybe you shouldn't steal another one from the same track. Then it becomes a little too derivative. So you have many options. Many say it's just 12 notes. Sure, it's 12 notes, but there's bends in between, there's microtones in between, and there's how hard you hit yeah. it, when you hit it. So there's many factors that c- can make an infinite number of riffs, even though every riff was written by Tony Aomi. You know? <laughs> so there's, 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 there's yeah. many ways to look at it. But uh, now I've, I've said, definitely said my piece, so I want to hear what well, you I mean, to say. Uh, about for it. me, there's... And not, not really about the theft, just about the attitude towards music, really. Like your attitude towards what's original and... Uh, and, uh, and not. I think, I think that uh, to echo sort of what's sort of been said to a certain extent that I think that it, at this point in time it's impossible to sort of do uh, if you do something someone's probably done something somewhat similar at some point I would imagine uh, within a certain within a certain mm-hmm. sort of within an acceptable margin of like margin of you know what, yeah and well, I'm, I'm working with two of your tunes yeah, right yeah. now one of the tracks was written literally me trying to write like I said, I was like I was listening to 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins. Like I want to write something like that, and I tried to do that. So I mean, in the sense that yeah. that active inspiration. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think that I think that there's it's especially um, for a lot of people. I mean, like I started playing guitar because of bands like Metallica and Maiden, and then also later some more grunge kind of stuff. So some a lot of that's in my playing, meaning that when I write stuff, probably some of that's going to shine through. Meaning that I, I probably nick stuff without even thinking about it. And I think that, you know, unless it's, in, I mean, I, I know when I was a lot younger, I'd like, have a great song idea. And I was playing it and like, yeah, and like, oh, this is literally, you know, this 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 particular song, whatever one it could be, just by the numbers all the way through. And then maybe you can't use that. But otherwise, I think that you're going to, you're going to stumble upon other people's stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. You, can also, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you, you pick up a guitar because yeah. it'll be very tiring after a while and it'll be impossible, frankly. Mm-hmm. The band I played with a few weeks back, Barbus, that one, Eric once booked when it was the main active part of the band. We have a song that I never wanted to... Re- I wrote the song on the riffs, the riffs, but I never wanted to release it because I felt it was too close to Hole in the Sky by Black Sabbath. So I, we play it live because it kind of kicks ass, but I never wanted to release it. But now I'm 10 years older and I, I'd release it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. You know, I mean, it's a riff. It's, it's a quite standard riff. It's not like... A, Tony doesn't own that riff, not to me. Which song? Which, which song is that? Hole in the Sky, the Barber song is not released. It's called Power Struggle. All right. We play it every show, and it's probably on the next EP if there ever is one. Nice. But it's an interesting discussion, right? You, the whole thing about the, the, like, the attitude towards music, and of course, like, putting yeah. it in law is not really musical, you know? 
It's kind of that Frank Zappa thing about dancing, about architecture or something like that. Like Yeah, and I mean as it's not now we can discuss then if you if it's a deliberate deliberate theft or if it's just active inspiration. Because active inspiration or maybe you know, you just write a kick ass riff that somebody else wrote in a fucking Indonesian garage rock band that you don't know exists. True. Obviously not the case in this case, but it can obviously happen. No, 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 no. But I mean, yeah, I just, you know, to the point, you have to comb every song there is, and then, aha, now we can start writing music. And often also I look at it like, it takes a new scene. They take it to a new scene. Like, uh, of course, Mm. I really like that Beckett song, but the function of the part is entirely different in The Nomad to me and like how they shunked it up and how they added a second melody a thing like that yeah yeah and it's heavy it's already a new part in its essence exactly and now it's and it's a heavy metal band this time around it wasn't heavy metal then and it's kind of you know a new genre so uh yeah it feels all right i was a bit worried about this i didn't want to ruin anything for you but i think we i think we're fine you didn't i think we're fine and also it's a good song the life shadow is a great song so you can't take that away either no Uh, and so is Nomad, and the Nomad is obviously going to be on the list. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Why do you think they never played this one live during the Brave New World tour? Great question. Eric, what do you think? Well, I mean, they had, they're already doing the, um, they're already doing Dream of Mirrors, and they also had, like, Sign the Cross, and they had the Klansman. So they had a, quite a few, uh, you know, long songs on this. I guess they just, they picked, then they, you know, they, they had the other one epic from, uh, Brave New World, even though it, for some reason I, it never strikes me to think of as Dream of Mirrors as an epic, even though it is longer than this one, technically. But either way, they had that long track and they and they had this one. I guess they decided to go with that one. Maybe It might be that's easier to play. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, that could be. I remember Dave answering that it was too hard to bring the camels. <laughs> <laughs> it's a typical anti-answer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, Blood Brothers is oh, sort yeah, of an epic more so as well. Than... It's over, over seven minutes anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Blood Brothers is a unique type track, but not for Maiden, not anymore. They've made more songs in that ilk afterwards. Yeah. It's, it's set yeah. attempted for a Celtic uh, power ballad epic or something. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool type track. And uh, the, the Brave New World, since we're on it, uh, all the songs have pretty much different functions, which I think is the strength of the record. Yeah. And now... My final question to you guys, do you think that um, The Nomad was originally intended for Blaze, or was this something that was completely new for All right. Brave New World and Bruce? I hear that stuff in The Mercenary, for example, but I can't say that I hear it here. It doesn't sound like it was around and kicking for the Virtual 11. No, yeah. The no. post-Virtual 11 sessions, I don't think. Nah. I think it's fresh. Neither do I. I agree with you. Dave Murray, always nice to have him around a little bit more. He should do two songs in every record. I, I agree. Think. Yeah, he has no writing credits on Sanjutsu. Uh, yeah. It could have been necessary. Well, not, not necessary, I guess, but it could have been fresh to have. Yeah, I think but so. But the man who would be king... Steve could have brought him along on one of those. Like, triple Steve. Epics. His last two songs, we've done them recently, and they're not super strong. Um, what do you think about those songs, Joel? Uh, the man who would be king and... Um, uh, Eric, help me out. Uh, uh, man of Swords. Now, those are those kind of Age of Innocence type of songs for me. Yeah, so he's kind of, as a songwriter, sadly, Davis hasn't, David hasn't been very involved uh, because those two tracks don't feel, they don't have a lot of weight on those records, I don't think. No, those are pure filler tracks. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe if if they, if they do if they do make another album, maybe maybe this time around he will do three. You know, and get back to his old. Uh, yeah. Or not? I mean, again, we, we as we discussed in the last episode, you know, just seeing him, how you know, like when we saw him at, at Olivier, you know, he was he was you know tearing it up, and I think that he more than you know he doesn't have to write songs; he's fine. He can just be, he can just be Dave, <laughs> smiling be and Dave. soloing. Yeah. Right. You reckon they're recording now during the break, or are they actually having a break? break? I do think that just think just so the fact so. that they almost did something um, back uh, during yeah, the pandemic, I, I, which I, I, it leads me to believe that we will get more. I think so. another record is coming. Maybe just one. Yeah, yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, but again, the 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 tour is going to continue to to twenty twenty four. I think. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah like just tour. I mean, that's 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 what the best thing they can yeah. do now really is to tour. I think, like uh, that's really yeah. like. Um, uh, what could you say? Honoring the legacy of the yeah. band. No legacy of the beast. It is, pun yeah. And Nico is seventy now, and he, he looks old. Little, he looks. He looks like he's seventy. He's old. But I th- he's old. But it's it's he, drum, he drums well, but slower. Well, I mean, yeah, there's an interesting thing that I that um, when they released the um, uh, sort of uh, end of tour video, they, as they you know tend to do these days, they're you know they're they're, they're doing they're really sort of yeah, the little commentary. Brilliant tour. It's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always also, the same yeah. the same manuscript. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> but I mean, what else are they going to say? But I like it. I told the guys who made important when I were on the mm-hmm. show. It's almost a melody to me now. Yeah, it's a song. Yeah, brilliant yeah, yeah, tour, yeah. <laughs> tour. Yeah. But there's in. Thanks for watching us. It's been an honor. Yeah. It's, I have to say, the best, Nico tour, the best tour so far. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. best tour. I always say this, but this has been the best yeah. tour. Well, there, there's something very interesting that I just in there that sort of led me to think like, ooh, so is this some just is this just a throwaway comment that people are going to analyze to death in, in the coming year or so, or does this actually mean something? Because he did say he mentioned the next year's tour, and he said, uh, you know, uh, and uh, you know, God willing, I'll be there on the tubs. Exactly, I was thinking about the same thing, uh, and that's where says, I really I wanted he's just to have opening him opening up for possibly being replaced. Yes, exactly. But I think is that they, I've never yeah. I've never heard him openly say that before. I've heard him no. say that he would leave no. gracefully if he didn't cut it, though. He yeah. said that before. He's been very open about yeah, that stuff. I, it's not like he's that stuck with me as well. That was the only thing that yeah, stuck no, no, with I, me, except for when Bruce was put in the box instead yeah. of Eddie. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think he's. I think he's very. I think he wants to be open about that yeah. fact. He doesn't want to be, you know, the old fart that doesn't understand that he's an old fart. I. Th- I think that. No, uh, I think we just. And I think it's wise. Yeah. I think it's wise. I think it's well, to, well said to put that there. Because he might not be able we to discuss yeah. it many times, yeah. and he's preparing the audience, and so it's not just a press yes, statement yes, that yeah. comes two yeah. days before the tour starts. And by the way, Nico's not going to be. I with think us I, Joe Lazarus. I think, yeah, Joe I Lazarus, think. but I think it's going to be a Malta Crew situation where, like in the sense where Mick Mars is not going to be touring with Malta Crew anymore, it's going to be John Five. But it appears that Mick Mars is still in the band. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, exactly. going to be. And I'm, exactly. I'm totally fine with that. If that's what they got to do to do it. But I think that they do that. Then potentially they they could add you know a couple of years to the to their touring life at least. So I have two questions for I you, Will, so. before we round it off with a bit of rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is um, for my like uh, my personal uh, so that I can sleep good at good tonight. Did you think we honored the song in this episode? Absolutely, that's nice. Very to hear. much. That's so. nice to hear. And I'm so happy that I got some new insights as well about the Nikos Fields. At least, and with the the the, the sad on a sadder note, the Beckett. Yeah, but uh, but that's still a cool. I, it's also a cool song. Nice. That you know, it's a, it's a good song too. It's not really a sad yeah. thing. But but it's like that. You know, you you have a choice here. You actively want to know 
if somebody cheats on you or then you love <laughs> yeah. them so much yeah, that, that, you that was my little worry going, going in here for like do i do i really yeah. want to tell you about this and yeah i think i think it but was i think okay. it's good you're also it's made a podcast. podcaster i mean you yeah. know the grounds facts needs to be wouldn't be doing a job if we didn't <laughs> no second question uh was about our little tangent just now uh, what would you prefer a slow nico or a perfect joe lazarus an even slower nico a tad bit slower shit it's a tough one i mean nico is has been there ever since i and yeah. much longer as well he's been in a fucking band for 40 years and <laughs> i don't know i I don't want him to become like a Clive Burr kind of thing that gets up rolled in a wheelchair either. Throwing sticks. As some kind of mascot and throwing sticks because... <sighs> fucking hell, that's, that's a tough one. Really tough one. Oh, I'm just not going to answer that. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, so for you <laughs> listener, you will is a drummer as well, which makes yeah. it even more central. So uh, I, have a, I have an answer, but what's yours, Eric? I... Um... It's difficult. I don't know. I mean, in sort of like, I, I understand why it might have to happen. And if, if I would, I prefer that over there not being a band, obviously, uh, or maybe not obviously. No, but this is more, this is more a choice where like, you know, I created two yeah. uh, alternatives, not reality. Oh. So one alternative is Joe Lazarus nailing it. And the other is Nico slightly slower than on the last tour. Uh, I think that I would, um, it's hard. It's, it, it, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to cop. I'm going to try to do like a, Fucking, the, the, you know, like a Dave Murray, they wouldn't have the camels answer. Because I have no idea. Them. It's really difficult. But I'd say, I'd say, I'd say that, I think that, especially for the stuff, I'd rather, like, if they're going to bust out, like, caught somewhere in time, uh, they got to do that at proper speed, I feel. Right? And then if he can't do that, then then you need to do someone, get someone who can do it, then, I think. You have a point, but uh, my answer is that I like a slow Nico because it's fucking yeah. Nico McBrain. Come on, uh, <laughs> you know? that's yeah, that's my answer. For me, it's very clear, to be honest. And I, I'm very into drums. I'm very into drums, and I, I think Joe is good, but Nico is Nico. But on that note, would would um, he be kind of uh, using the same type of kit as Nico uses? That's a very good question. Or would he kind of modernize yeah, it? Yeah, because like he plays. He practices like on the normal small one, right? to Tom mm -hmm. type deal and is, is it even a good idea to hop on to a 14,000 piece kit <laughs> if you don't practice yeah. on yeah. one uh, I've thought about that as well I don't have any answers for it but it's a very interesting question but that's an essential part of Maiden the massive yeah. Nichols drum set this is the center pillar of the, of the stage setup right yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't have a little hardcore kid no. standing there <laughs> like a little punk kid so yeah there's many questions and let's see if we ever get the answers who knows Let's give him Nico strength. Yeah, that, that's yeah, what that's, I want as well. No, I, I want, I want, I want a Nico in there, and and I, I am okay with it slowing down a bit uh, because yeah, it's right. old because it's Nico, uh, and I I'm, want. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll change my answer. I'm fine with that. That's what I want too. <laughs> that's what I want. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So we do a thing at the end, right? Uh, just recommending something we listened to recently or watched. Uh, it's, a, it's a round it off. We call it rotation. And uh, guests mm -hmm. go first, so anything you've been listening to and want to recommend or watching? <sighs> watching as in uh, movies or? Movies, serious. Even reading a book, yeah, actually. Yeah. We never had a book on, but it's, it's, it's all about no, actually, kind of actually, zooming uh, out again. We'll send away something that's on Netflix right now that I'm watching. It's a third season. If you like um, Nordic noir, kind of this dark thriller series, um, 
it's a female cop called mm. Carpi. Carpi. I think it's called Dead Wind in English. So I really want to recommend. I think it's a uh, if you like Brune, that that one I like. Is the, the second best to that. It's the best Finnish TV production ever made ah, by far. Right. It's inspired by Brune, so you need. It's kind of like Beckett and, and Nomad, but but you need <laughs> yeah. to have that hat on. Brune, but Brune in a is Finnish great. way. Yeah. So I would recommend Carpe to all of you. I'm enjoying it. Carpe, uh, cool. Speaking of Finnish stuff, uh, great movies actually. I think better than Swedish movies. I like Karismäki quite a bit. But uh, I don't know about TV productions. No, no. If they have anything good, well, this one then, Carpi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, what's been on? Uh, I'm trying, I was trying to think about that, and I realized just sort of as this was approaching that I haven't really uh, listened to a whole lot of stuff today. We just recorded just the other day, so I haven't really done very much since then. But yeah, uh, exactly, we did rotation two um, days ago. Let's see. Well, uh, a friend of mine, uh, singer songwriter uh, named Frida Braxell, she released a new single called uh, just on Friday called "Beater of Himlen." It's not necessarily probably what we usually tend to recommend on this pod, but she does it. She's what she does. She does very well. Uh, so we're worth checking out uh, in Swedish, of course. But um, uh, yeah, do that in there. That's good. Um, and then today I've been. Otherwise, it's been podcast. I was listening to Bruce's uh, uh, pod. Psycho Schizo Espresso. They had his latest app is about. Uh, there you go. About uh, is about serial killers. Was no, sorry. It was about they had a forensic uh, forensic uh, pathologist on, which is very cool. And now there's a serial killer episode as yes, well yes. that I listen. That's to. the one I was just starting yeah. on, but I just I was doing the other. Both good, both good. Yeah. It's a pretty good podcast. Very good, yeah. yeah, I like yeah. that. So that's it. Same for me. There's no there's no new music. Oh, sorry. No, I was done. Uh, yeah, cool. I should have, like you say, I should have waited two seconds, and, and I wouldn't have been an asshole. Why? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, I I you know I can't add much because I've already had. It's all, always uh, Diary of a Madman these days. And, uh, and the, the other day I added uh, Sgt. Pepper, the Beatles mm. record. So no music, but I'll add a series as well, which is uh, White Lotus. It's a series mm. on um, HBO that I've been watching. Uh, and it's a mm-hmm. nice no, drama series, that, short right. seasons, um, very cool characters. Kind of like Kammarspel almost, like, you know, you have a little set of characters in a set scene. But a shit ton of stuff happens. So it's not epic at all, but it's uh, very good. White Lotus. I like those kind. Of, I like those kind of stories where they sort of like uh, sort of contained stories where it's not these huge. You know, it's like a, uh, in uh, in TV lingo. I think, like for instance, when they did that, in like a sort of a sh- if they did that in a show that often does have lots of different sets, they they uh, something called a bottle episode where it's just recorded in one location ah. during a. Uh, I, I think that can be very interesting. And, that can be fun. I like it. I like I like theater. So yeah. you know, it gets a bit closer to theater yeah. that you're limited to less less scenes. That is it. You well, great to have you on for this one. Yeah, it's good. yeah, this that is great. The only the only way, the only way me. we could have done this one for sure. And thank you very much for having me. It was nice. Now, will will we again. see you on the 9th of December? Perhaps. Perhaps it might uh, collide, right, with the Christmas I party. Might collide with the company Christmas party. It's uh, we have a couple of dates pending yeah, for that. I have another friend, pending. same problem. So you know, it's that type of date. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, being a Finn and when the company gives you free booze. Yeah, that's 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 a very very yeah, very yeah. legit excuse. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you went all the way down to Gula Villan last time, so yeah. you're in the you're in the clear. I think. Yeah. But if not, we'll if not, I will definitely show up. Cool. Um, we have a little tagline, and when we have made important guys on, we usually add puss or crom to it. Um, you think that's a good idea? Sure. We should, right? So I'll do the first, you do the second, and then you, you will close it out, I guess. Yes. So, all right. Uh, until next time, up the irons. Scorn from the north. Puss or crom. Right, little bonus here. Um... I think a week or two after recording this, I stumbled upon this great video from Adam Neely on his YouTube uh, discussing ownership of music and copyright within music. Uh, I'll include a bit of it, uh, but of course you should go see the whole thing and give him a view and all that good stuff. In jazz music, it's not only okay, but actively encouraged to incorporate others' ideas into your own work. Quoting is important. It means that you have engaged with the communal cultural knowledge that is music, and you are doing your part to carry it on in your own way. In this way, music as a body of knowledge can continue in an iterative fashion without having to worry about copyright and the legal system preventing this particular form of expression. to that question, who owns this riff, is, well, everyone. Now, I've been watching TikTok producers, as one does, and... <laughs> There is something so awesome about the gleeful disregard of music copyright sometimes. Like this wild mashup of the GameCube theme, Donkey Kong rap, and uh, Lil Jon. This would be an absolute nightmare if you ever tried to clear these licenses. Nintendo will probably sue me over this. It's because the US copyright system gives rights holders control of derivative works, which brings up the point that all of this is ultimately moot because it comes down to just, can you afford to sue, yes or no? And that's ultimately what it's about, right? Music copyright, this thing that in theory protects artists, or at least that's what we're told, instead is used as a mechanism for rent seeking. People trying to make money without actually contributing anything to the culture or to the art.